Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast, it's an also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic, you can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com, or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Okay, so this is the freakiest thing that happened to me last night. This is the door closing by itself. Dad, there's obviously something in that house. Please, it's enough. Paranormal Activity 2. Rated off to see it first. Demand it at paranormalmovie.com. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, that fucking thing sucks. Yeah. Oh baby. There you are. <laughs> Hi. What? Was did you there... did you hear any of that? I can no. vaguely like in the it's like somebody yelling at the other end of the house. I could oh, hear yeah? it just just tad. Uh, Enough that I heard my cue. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Movie Sugtastic, the YouTube version. Uh, yeah, we are live on YouTube now. Oh, and, you know, I, and I, the gate's open. I created an event and everything. Oh, this is an event now. I've, it's an I event. Worn my, I should have worn my nice t-shirt. Uh, I'm having that problem again about just the, my taskbar at the bottom showing. What, oh. is, what is up with that? I just I don't I, know. You got you to gotta fix that, dude. Come on. Get, get, I, get with the program. I, I'm trying to fix it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, I'm doing all kinds of, no one needs, it's it's when I put you on the screen, that's the problem. I'm just all sorts of sources of trouble. Yeah, it's when I put, uh, it, hmm. 
All right. I, I don't know how to magnify this. This Do little... I sound any different now? You sound fine. I'm playing with my mic, that's all. I can't stop touching it. Oh. <laughs> that's what she said. Just give me 30 <laughs> seconds. Hmm. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Movie Sucktastic, the podcast where we review movies uh, that we feel like, and they're usually bad, sometimes not. Who's to say? Uh, we are. That's why we're doing the show. Uh, I'm Scott, and the calm one is Joey. That's me. And uh, tonight, we are reviewing, uh, we're going back a bit and doing Paranormal Activity 2, mainly because I'm pissed at Joey that he hasn't watched any of these yet. Wow. Uh, how is that my fault? I, f I feel like I've suffered through certain uh, franchises like this and Twilight that you haven't. Because if that's your fault, not my fault. How, how is it my fault that you have not watched these films? You sought out to watch those pieces of shit. For the show. <laughs> but we never the show. We never reviewed it. Yes, we did. I, that's what I was trying to do, like personal man-on-the-street reviews and not really pulling it off because that's just not who I am. But uh, I, you know, I was for the show. <laughs> Successful or not, it was for the show. I, listen, man on the street, whatever you wanted to do, that was your decision, not mine. Yeah, doesn't doesn't mean that that I still can't hate you for it. So <laughs> hate me all you so, want. So, <laughs> so hey, you're getting off light, lightly because this is by not by far close to the worst of the series. Oh no, um, oh no. Uh, I I mean, there are, this movie has lots of problems, but nowhere near it. Um, right. And my challenge. It's not even like a real challenge. It's gonna be. It's gonna be one of those films that I don't know. It's. It's. Well, when we get to it. But all right. And this was a challenge to you, uh, based off of last week's episode where we reviewed My Little Eye, uh, the uh, 2002 Big Brother wannabe uh, post Blair Witch found footage locked in a house boring kind of film. Yeah. And that's as, that's as small as my thumbnail gets on that one. Yeah, we had, and although we had lots of problems with it, at least I congratulated it a little bit for kind of being ahead it, of its time for for, it, it, for its for the for the period that it came out in. Again, like this film, in in the genre of found footage, by far not the worst. Mm -mm. It's just just nothing impressive or new. The problem um, with this movie, the biggest problem that I had, and, and we're not, talking Paranormal Activity two now. Two, yeah. Okay. Uh, not that I'm saying that the first Paranormal Activity was a great film because it wasn't. It, but it was in in a way, just like Blair Witch kind of um, revitalized the like or create even I wouldn't say created, but dragged the found footage genre into the zeitgeist. Uh, Paranormal Activity really um, found a new audience for it. Yeah. Uh, even even while the culture was already rebelling and that's what the culture always does something becomes very popular and immediately the culture folds in on itself trying to discredit the thing that became popular because the one thing that that society can't handle is things that society likes yeah. don't ask me why nearly 10 years later paranormal Sorry, activity comes out after blair witch and you're right the found footage you know, even Blair Witch 2 wasn't found footage. It was a real movie, which turned out to be a real shitty movie. Right. And, there's, and actually, there's a, there's a comparison I wanted to make to that later, so I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. But um, ten, oh, nearly 10 years later, when Paranormal Activity, the first one, came out, you're right. It absolutely revitalized the found footage genre. And ever since Paranormal Activity, they've been pushing them out at least one or two a year. 
and I'm and talking I, theatrical one or two a year. They um, they've kind of reinvented itself again with Unfriended because that brings it into uh, this generation a new realm of technology. Exactly. Well, that's oh, that's one thing we're going to touch on on in Paranormal Activity too is um, some of the absurdities of the found footage genre that later technology eliminates. Yeah. And that you, you probably know where I'm going with that when we get to it. Um, but, you, I mean, look, if you look at that 10-year gap, the one thing that Paranormal Activity did was it took the whole idea of the found footage and it introduced to it um, more widely acceptable tropes such as the, you know, the, the haunted house, uh, the jump scare special in the, you know, the low-budget special effect jump scares. Uh, it brought that in there. I mean, Blair Witch was really much more of a psychological thriller. Yeah, no, yeah, it really, say. it really was, uh, just because of the, the yeah, the, the mental uh, and f uh, the mental torture mostly uh, that they endured during that whole which, film. Which, which, after the the hype of the film died down and there was a bit of distance, a lot of people went looked back at it and and described that as boredom, but it you wasn't are. perceived that way when people were in the theater watching it. There was really a tension because it was like a, it was you weren't used to this kind of film in mainstream right. cinema right and, and I, the the i can't even call it lore it, it's according to the directors and the actors it's what happened the three actors from the original blair witch film were thrown in the woods loosely given a script told gave them cameras you know for when they filmed their own stuff yeah and the directors essentially just threw like shit at them you know, right, it's like, they didn't it, know what was going to happen. Knew yeah, nothing it, about what was going to happen. One of the actors who ends up disappearing, they they take that actor, and now he's not in the film anymore. And the directors and him, they 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 set up stuff, and part of the plot is moving because of that. The, the right. other two actors are like, "Where the hell is this guy?" They didn't know he was going to not be there anymore. Right, and. And it still boggles my mind that, considering the fact that the production itself played like a reality show, yeah. that they never successfully created a reality show around Blair Witch, which would have been the easiest thing to do. Just, I mean, if you look at how they did the movie, how, how they produced, the, directed the film, it was a re it was a reality game show. You don't know what's going to happen. You got to stay in character. Um, you got to try to figure out certain puzzles. Holy shit, it's like I'm watching fucking Alone, except it's got uh, Jason in the background. Yeah, the closest they ever got to anything like that are all these paranormal uh, like there was one paranormal show. TV shows. There was one show. I remember watching the first two episodes. I forget the name. Okay. But they were in this kind of a Twin Peaks type town. Oh, and really? Yeah, and like they had this weird cult that like like one night they're like, hey, what's that? And outside there's people sweeping in the middle of the street. It was like a, a broom cult. And they, they were trying to do this kind of, they were, instead of going Blair Witch, they went Twin Peaks, which was stupid because Twin Peaks had been dead for a decade or so already to begin with. Right. Uh, okay. um, and, and I remember tuning out after the first episode because it, it, it just turned into like a, a, a voting bullshit. And then like the, the, like this one guy that wasn't a dick got, ended up being eliminated because he got voted out over some bitch. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is just fucking, this is fucking Survivor all over again. I'm done. It had so much <laughs> potential. And, no, I've never heard of the show since then, so obviously it died miserably. Yeah, yeah it probably, if it lasted the whole season. I don't think, I, I only saw the first episode. For all I know, they never finished the season. I have, I have some time I'll have to figure out the name of that and go back and f watch the whole thing. But <laughs> again, 
I mean, Blair Witch was groundbreaking in a lot of ways. Paranormal Activity, in its own right, uh, I don't know if it broke ground as much as just a br- breathe new, br- uh, breathe new, breathe new light, breathe. new life. Yeah, uh, brothe new. Uh, it, 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 it reanimated. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> oh, I'm fine. Me and Jose are doing great. great. Okay, good. Um, Jose Cuervo. It re it reanimated this genre and gave it a new breath that was wasn't as easily beaten down. People still shit on the series. Hell, I shit on the Paranormal Activity series, please. But that first one, yeah, really. And I saw it opening weekend. I did a I did a uh, Man on the Street review. The second one. No, first one. I saw the first one. I'm saying. Oh, in the opening I, night. I was able to get my hands on a work print. A and the work print was. Oh, it was it was like I because I've seen the final cut and I've seen the work print and the only difference between the two is the work print that I have has a different ending. I have that too. They did release that as a kind of a director's cut alternate yeah. ending thing. Yeah, I have that and as well. That's the original ending before Hollywood before like Spielberg came in and said, "Okay, let's clean this up a bit." Yeah, and, they, gave know, it, they, gave, they gave it to Spielberg and they did the jump scare ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but before they did that. The original ending was way more realistic, and yeah. I thought better. Yes and no. I, I had, I mean, it doesn't open it up for sequels. Which, again, Spielberg isn't like, stupid, right? I said, dude, you you wrapped it up. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> come here, little one hundred and one here on how to do a horror film. Exactly. <laughs> and although I liked the original ending better, I understand why Spielberg's like, listen. The right. movie's testing well, except for the ending. We're changing the fucking ending. Right. And and in that vein, I understand why they did what they did with the sequel, but I don't agree. Um, basically, what happened is I, a lot of the stuff that was in the first film that I don't think was 100% intentional as far as a theme. Uh, well, the first film way. was just kind of slapped together. They had a loosely based plot, and they kind of went with it. It only cost right. $15,000. They shot it on a handy cam. And right. the movie sat on the shelf. I think the film... Uh, when did that? When did Paranormal Activity get uh, released theatrically? Like 2009? Hold on. I, I can look it up if you're going to put me, my feet to the fire here. Yeah, please. You, you keep talking. Okay, so I think it came out in uh, 2009, because this film came out in 2010. 2007 they rushed the shit uh no 2007 they had three years no 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 this is no the it first was, film came out in 2007 it, no it did not come out in 2007 it i'm was, looking at it it says 2000 oh i know what you're saying theatrical release okay it hold was on. filmed in 2007 keep talking i got All right. you so the film was made in, in 2006 going into 2007 october 2009 yeah it, so it came out. october it, 16th it wasn't trying to go up against saw at that point right but then when it was super successful the second film did go up against Saw, and we talked about that on this show. Right. And I predicted that Paranormal Activity 2 was going to have the biggest, the bigger weekend, and it did. And direct the director of um, uh, Saw 7 was supposed to direct Paranormal Activity 2, but they had him in a contract, so he wasn't able to direct it. Ah, okay. So, so there's a little bit of uh So this film was, was made in 2006 into 2007... Uh, and it was just shelved for a couple of years. They didn't mm-hmm. know what to do with it. The original, they, yeah. The original. They had this concept of what they wanted. They had a just kind of a piecemeal plot. They and that's why the film looks the way it does. And to be honest, 
as put together as it is, I'm surprised by by it because they really just filmed a whole bunch of different things and hoped in the end they had a movie. Well, I mean, but again, the first film, one of the, just the same way in the same way that I, I appreciated Blair Witch, Paranormal Activity. A lot of the, what you had to appreciate was the fact that it was a low budget film or no budget film practically, and so that yeah, the second one cost uh, three million dollars. Right. So so so. If you think of the setup for the first film, we don't have a budget. We have a limited cast. So it's going to take place in a house. So we're going to have to get a house that, you know, either we have to rent or that somebody already owns. And we have to make sure it's big enough that we have different areas because it's, it's, the whole film is going to be in this house. So that's how the setup is. And then, of course, we have the, the, the main couple and we have to have conflict there. So all of this, but all of this is written around the concept of we have to do this on a minimal budget. So with when the film is successful and they have to do a sequel, you have two ways you can go. You can say we can take this into a different direction or we can make a carbon copy of the first film and play on all the strengths that we know sold well to the audience. They went with the easy route and they did the second choice, right? Yep. which I feel was the wrong choice in hindsight. Again, as far as like making money, yeah, right choice, proven choice proven good choice because they made so much money on it and they ended up taking over Holly, Hall, Halloween from Saw. But here's where I'm getting with this. So what what I first pointed out in the first film as ironically becoming themes of the film like spousal abuse, male dominance uh, over the female, what they ended up doing was doubling down on it in the sequel by copying everything. The husband is such a cock. Yeah. <laughs> I, we, I rewatched this with Holly, uh, and she's like, man, what a dick. And I'm, I'm like, you know, it, it, like they're doing that on purpose, by the way. Let's just, you know, dial it down a bit because you know they're doing, you're purposely making him an asshole. It's the only way to further the plot. We get this. But, so, I mean, yeah, so. Because Mika the, in the first film is a total cunt. Right. But, <laughs> like a fun loving, fun loving cunt. Sure, and this, this guy was more of like a, just an annoying cunt. Uh, so, here's what I'm getting at. What was originally just a consequence of the budget and planning for the first film, by copying the second film, it becomes a theme. So now what we have, and this is and this is bore out through the rest of the series, with the exception of three, which I think is the best se episode of the entire season. Oh, I, uh, I haven't I, seen three. I I, 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 I only saw the first one. I think you'll agree with me. Yeah, and I won't get into why it's the best one, but this film sets up this theme where the theme of the paranormal activity becomes uh first on the first end you've got these uh i i guess you could uh, upper middle class mcmansion nouveau riche um uh i guess you could call them rich trash rich okay now I mean, if you think about it like the one thing they have in common is they have big houses they're poorly decorated How, through the whole film holly's like Really, wicker in the kitchen? What is this? Who, who's de who's decorating this place? <laughs> like, oh, really? He's got African art in his office. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, so it really points. They, they really hit this theme because the first film, you, you got the wiring, like the bare wiring on the walls. It just like, wouldn't the, be surprised the, if they rented somebody's house during the entire shoot and they worked yeah, with what right? they had. It's, which even be, be more ironic. <laughs> yeah. but, so what happens? You have a, you, the theme isn't just um, demons terrorizing a couple or a family it becomes first of all you've got this uh, again upper middle class want to be rich uh bigger house than they should have because they don't even know how to deal with it properly kind of situation so automatically you kind of hate these people 
just on this level. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I'll be admit the first thing I hate the thing about Meek is like, oh, day trader, yeah, fuck you. All right, I, I want him to die. Uh, um, <laughs> and, so, and that goes back to when we talked about the film the first time, almost ten yeah. years ago. Yeah, and that was before the sequel came out. So yeah. it's like what what that film inspired is like, okay, let's double down with it. And then so the the husband's like this uh, fast food king they kind of allude to. Like so yeah. he's, he's so all his money's in fast food. So he, again, he's like a, a corporate shill, but it's lower end. It's like he's not like he's not like a stockbroker or anything. He's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm like the king of burgers. Yeah, no, he, just, he makes enough like he makes enough money to uh, keep up appearances. And he's probably fucking, you know, in debt to the eyeballs. Mm. Again, no fucking taste, no class, just, oh, yeah, walking around in fucking sandals all day. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, I'm sorry. I, I'm, all I'm like, yeah, he's wearing sandals again. You see that? Yeah, I saw that. You I see thought, that? I saw, sandals again. I thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? This guy doesn't own slippers? What the fuck? <laughs> Walk barefoot, asshole. It's in your house. Yeah, put um, a pair of shoes on, douche. Yeah. Uh, oh, we got... The mother's at home all day, but we got a maid too. Right? Why? Because I don't know. Because she can't fucking cook. What the fuck? I mean, they, they purposely throw this stuff in there. Martin. So, and, oh, and she's uh, my challenge is based on her. Okay. Um, so now, also now, the level of male dominance or spousal abuse or just uh, male um, male dominance over the uh, the secondary female figure, uh, female oppression. That's all bored, just like the first film, except they double yeah. again. They double down on it. He's a bit more forceful, um, and then then they we throw in so and then you had Mika rejecting religion in the first film, so we have to do that in this one. But let's you know let's not double down on Catholicism because our audience is wider now. So instead, he's rejecting like uh, Hispanic voodoo or whatever the hell she's doing, Santeria. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't they don't address it, so I'm just I'm honestly not being I'm not being dismissive. Santeria, Santeria, what I say. No, I thought that was funny, the Santeria comment. <laughs> Is that an actual thing, isn't it? Am I mispronouncing that? Uh, yeah, I think that was... Yeah. Uh, the only reason I even know that term is because it's in a Sublime song. I think it's in Dexter. I mean, I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. I think in the Sublime <laughs> song, it, it, it's the song goes something along the lines of practicing Santeria or some I, shit like that. I'm not, I'm not a theologian, but I play one on TV, so bear <laughs> with me. Yeah. So they have to throw that in where he rejects it, and then, yeah. and then, the, but, but but then, like the whole twist in the film is like, oh, when he finally accepts this, okay, now I accept it, but let's fuck somebody else over to save my ass. So you, again, you've got that kind of capitalist stab somebody else in the back to save your thing. Yeah, there's a whole like they they really just double down on all this stuff. So you so the audience isn't really rooting for anybody. Yeah, and I think true. that's. And I think that was very important in the first film that I don't think anybody was ever really truly rooting for the couple. Uh, they they made them likable enough where you didn't hate them, uh, and they, they and that's why they had to put the teenage daughter in this one because they knew they were making the couple who are who uh, this is the sister of um, what's her name from the first film. There's your oh, time, Kate, Katie. Yeah, Katie. Yeah. So and they actually that. go pr not deep on how these two <laughs> films are connected, but they do a talk about I, it quite a bit i love because we're watching it and they, like they have mika there and she my, my wife says to me she's like yeah so this is before obviously this is before uh the first film right and like at, almost like a minute after she says it on the screen two months later mika would be found dead or this is two <laughs> months before mika's found dead yeah it, uh, it, it i have the screenshot spelling that out i have the screenshot in the slideshow but it says 60 <laughs> days before mika is murdered <laughs> yeah i was like just in case anybody's lost. <laughs> it's not an alternate reality. The first yeah. film happened 
bear with us. This isn't lost. Yeah. So, <laughs> sixty days later, he's yeah. murdered. I I love that. And like, <laughs> so, and then Holly's like, "So we got two months of this shit." So hold on, they're probably they're probably gonna edit. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. It, it's because they keep going. Night one, night two, night five, yeah. night twelve, and it's like Jesus Christ. Night three hundred and seventy-two. It's like I think something's wrong. Oh, and I love the opening of the film where it says Paramount would like to give its condolences and thanks to the, <laughs> the to the uh, the family of the deceased. It's like fuck you, Paramount. Well, well they're laying it on thick, and let's be fair now. They're they're. What do they think? They're the Cohen brothers with Fargo. This no, no, is based no. on a true story. Come on. No, no. I no, know they're yeah. not. I know that they're not claiming that, but the way they, but because it's found footage, it. I get it. No, no, no. Think about it though. The 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 thing that one of the things that sold Blair Witch because that was when the internet was still kind of new to the mainstream. Oh yeah. And I mean, I remember had I Gary. Mean, shit, we still had uh, dialogue. Gerard had emailed me. He was like, "Dude, have you seen this thing about these missing kids?" Like they were selling it before the film came out. They were selling it as a real thing. Yep. They, they were like one of the first ones to do kind of those underground grassroots campaigns was like, yeah, there's this thing out where these kids went missing and they found this film. And so like for yeah, the longest time was, after the film came out, there was confusion. People would say, oh, it's based on a true story. I said, no, it's not. Yeah, there, uh, were, there was no Snopes. There was no uh, – the, right. you know, the Onion wasn't around yet. It, it just – No, no, onion, onion was around, but it was still in print form. I'm talking about on, said, the, on the internet. I'm just saying, Onion okay. was around. Okay. I, I think they might have had some stuff accessible through the internet, but, but they were because I, I subscribed when they were in print form. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> but um, you're right. It, nobody knew anything about it, and 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 when we listen, being so, a, when, an experienced movie goer, uh, goer, when you start watching the movie, there are certain red flags. That, yeah. That an experienced movie goer watches, and you're like, yeah, this is not real. And, this and, is and this is be, bullshit. And let's be fair, the Blair Witch site wasn't like uh, an intricately laid uh, um, uh, hoax. It wasn't an intricately. Uh, Gerard had sent me the link, and I'm and like five minutes into, it, I was like, "All right, yeah, this is this is not real. I don't know what they're doing here, but it's not real." And then eventually, they like, oh, there's a movie. Okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> so, I mean, it was it, again if you're paying attention. Or if you're actually trying to think about it, but a lot of people just stumble into this stuff. I mean, this yeah. is not saying that anybody who thought it was real was stupid. It was just that you know, yeah, all you knew was oh, there was this there was an article, and now all of a sudden there's this film, and is it real? And yeah, how did they say they they said they they were they accidentally unearthed yeah, like, like reels of film? Yeah, like like there was a wall that was built like eighty years ago, and and like somebody and like a rock came loose, and this stuff was underneath it. Like okay. a backpack wasn't found the film in it. Got it. Yeah, so there was the whole time lapse thing there too. It was like, wow, is they, this wall is so old, but this film is new. And uh, yeah, it, again, it was intriguing. It, was, it made you want to know more. Sure. And so all, what I, all I'm getting at is that when Paranormal Activity does it, I don't think they're trying to actually trick anybody. I think it's almost like an homage or a tip of the hat to Blair Witch, kind of say like, oh yeah, this is what they pulled. We're doing the same thing, but you get it. <laughs> I, I, you know, on I, on an honest level, that's I think that's where they're coming from. It because again, this like you said, this is ten years after Blair Witch. Blair Witch has set the foundation. Paranormal Activity is trying to uh, take it over. You can't do that without at least acknowledging the foundation you're building on. Do you, Do you remember when we watched Blair Witch Two? Yeah, I, yeah. We watched it at your place. Yeah, and. We, we 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 got the DVD, and I'm almost positive we got it from Netflix because you and I 
were Netflix subscribers from the very, oh, yeah. very beginning. You before me. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. I had come over your house, and you had you had just gotten home from work. You got your mail, and I just saw this like this really red package. I'm like, what the hell is that? And you're like, oh, you don't know about this? And I'm like, no, what is this? And then you told me about Netflix. It was really new when you had it. And I'm like, I need to do that. So you had gotten Blair Witch 2. My wife and I came over. Mm-hmm. We, we watched it at your place. And I remember us then, we hated it. And then we watched these the extras. And then it talked about all the hidden... Uh, the hidden parts of the film where like a door would yeah. close and you'd see like the face of the Blair Witch or whatever and you're like these motherfuckers no 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 we're like oh wow yeah let's go check this out so we went back and we're going through the film again and about like the third scene I was like hold on a second these motherfuckers just tricked us into watching this shitty film twice exactly I was like <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, because we we saw the extras. We're like, now we got to go back and watch this other shit and catch all these things. And, and I just remember you going, these fuckers just got us to watch this thing twice. <laughs> and it, I, it didn't dawn on me until like like again like we're halfway through. Uh, it's just, oh, <laughs> it's still still Blair Witch Two. There was the only good part of that entire movie. Fucking witch. <laughs> That's it. It's like that one throwaway. Is like, yeah. dude. If you had taken this attitude on, we could have had fun. Yeah, right. No, you had to try. Uh, I haven't. And, I haven't revisited that film since I watched it at your place. Same here. No, oh, I, I, I don't. Have... I don't know if all of those uh, extra things are still in the movie. Oh, I imagine yeah, they, they are. I don't know if they've remastered it for Blu-ray or whatever, and they got rid of it because it was really lame. <laughs> it was really bad. Like a like a door would close, and you'd see a face for a split second. I thought it was actually kind of ingenious. I I, I wish like I, I wish it, it was something they had told you before the film started. Oh, the look honestly, for that stuff. Honestly, the one thing that might have made the film a bit more enjoyable is if before it started, you had like a Rocky Horror Picture Show opening with the guy in the library. So these films were unearthed. As you like a Criswell character, as you go through, you may notice visions of the dead. You know. <laughs> Yeah, but the way like but the way game. they did these visions or, or in super they superimposed it and it was it obviously was computer generated and it just looked awful. It's, didn't look I good. Didn't think, I didn't think they looked that bad. I think if we would go back, I think they look better than your. I think you're remembering. I think, it if, that I, way. I think if we go back, we're gonna be, we're gonna, it's I, gonna look worse than we thought. I, I all I'm saying is even though it was a, a a dick move on their part to trick us into watching the film twice. Yeah. It was probably the most inventive thing they did, and I wish they had like made it a major selling point of the film. So I'm going to backtrack for a second. Okay. We haven't really talked about the plot of the sequel, but I want to I want to point this out now so I don't belabor it later. Since we brought up Blair Witch and Blair Witch Two, so I mentioned how um, the first film, Paranormal Activity, and then they did a sequel, and they could have gone different route. They could have tried something different, yep. but instead they doubled down on the same things. And it and it doesn't work. It made money, but if you go back, it's like, yeah, this is shit. Blair Witch is just the opposite. They did the first film and said, okay, let's do something different with the sequel. They did. It sucked balls. Then a decade or two later, it said, oh, let's do another sequel and let's just do the exact same thing as the first film. And I thought it was a decent fucking film. And I don't think it made any money. It doesn't matter. It was good. Yeah, well, that's all I'm saying. No, I, I, I and I haven't watched it. I haven't seen it yet, but. I, I don't think it made any money because I think Blair Witch from that second film 
Uh, oh, and, yeah, and over time, people have disliked sure. the first film. It, it's I, it's kind of put a bad taste in people's mouths, and I think that's there was no interest oh, for it. Rightfully so. And when I went into it, I was ready to hate it. It's like, oh, here we go. And I thought they did a really decent job of doing a, a direct sequel instead of a reboot, but still adding more to it, but keeping the same touch. Was Basically, it uh, was it found footage or was it just a, a it, movie? It was still found footage too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what, what I'm so what I'm saying is, it's like it's. I think it's an interesting parallel that, um, not from a financial standpoint or but from an artistic standpoint, uh, Blair Witch strayed from the from the uh, strayed from the uh, formula, tried to do something different, right, failed, and then only achieved the same kind of success at least artistically when they went back to the formula pernal activity just the opposite the only time they really succeed is when they stray a little bit from the formula which i feel is part three and even then they don't they don't stray enough from the formula to make too much of a difference and part Uh, three it's a direct sequel to these two films as well like katie uh, no flash oh it's a prequel r4 is the only is the first actual sequential sequel uh this part two is kind of is is a prequel that kind of ends at the end of the first film right uh and then part three is a sequel it takes place a prequel it takes place in the 70s um and then part four is the actual sequel it takes place i think 10 years after the first film roughly roughly and then there's part five which they don't call part five which is the uh is the one of the chosen the, ones or marked ones or something like the marked that? ones that, yeah. and that's where they deviate from the rich upper class people and decide to go in the lower hood. class Hispanic <laughs> yeah and that just drops so in the official part five they said okay let's go back to the rich white people because we can hate them more and uh, did they I make a, did they make a part six well and... part five is technically part six but no they haven't done a part six. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if they're planning on a part six. And wasn't the last one released in January as, as well? Like, they've completely lost faith in the series? That they I didn't even remember. release it at Halloween. They released it in January. I'm almost I, sure of it. I can look it up. I'll look it up right now. Uh, that's the Ghost Dimension was the last one. They they And again, it, technically it's Paranormal Activity 5, but they don't even call it that because that would cause confusion because part five came out before it. Um... And that was released. Wait, wait, hold on. There's only five. What are you talking about? Six? No, there, there's 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 six. There is six. Oh, the ghost dimension. Ghost dimension is six. <laughs> okay. So why were you saying that five was really six? No, I'm saying six is really five. Oh, because six, the, the, the six sixth one said, goes back to the storyline. Right. So, okay. Fine. Uh, well, no, no. But again, let's be let's be clear. If you watch part, you haven't seen these, so you don't know. No, part I know. five ties into the other ones uh, indirectly, so there it is part of the series. It does link. Okay. It's not it's not a separate story. It's intertwined. But they kind of they called this one Paranormal Activity Five when it came out, kind of ignoring the marked ones. Gotcha. Um, this so came, um, Paranormal Activity uh, Paranormal October, Activity Three October release came out in October. Paranormal Activity Four came out in october i believe it's uh the marked ones i think that one came out in january yeah came out in october the fifth one paranormal activity the marked ones came out in january that's how bad it was 
Well, but again, this is the and this is the weird thing. If you want to get into the whole film, it's the only one that doesn't take place in that uh, again upper middle class uh, um, pseudo rich um, thing. And part six actually plays on that more. Like they even like bring it up in the oh, film. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's like a direct relation to part five. Um, and it, you have to wonder. It, it brings like a kind of racist undertone into the the movie going audience. Like, okay, so how come the, all of a sudden the fifth one that had that didn't focus on uh, upper class, you know, pseudo rich white people uh, got a different title, wasn't included in the series, and was released in January. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I so. and I would and I I'd have to go back and watch it. But as bad as it was, I don't think five is the worst in the series. Isn't um, I, I, from what I understand, isn't the marked one supposed to be the worst one or part four? I, I uh, if you want to ask me personally, I think four, four and six are tied for the worst ones. Four, I'd have to watch wait, them. Again. No, no, six is the one that's tied back in. You mean four and five? I'm saying no. I'm saying four and six are tied for being the worst one. The the wait the ghost dimension. The ghost dimension in part four tie for being the worst one. So you, I don't think five look, was as bad as those two. Oh, so you, the one in the hood was better than those I, two. I, I have to, I'd have to rewatch again. Okay. Apart, you know apart, what I had a and and again I haven't seen any of these other than the first one and now the second one. I need to clarify. But, but part four came yes. out when uh, it came out when the Xbox One and the PlayStation yes. Four came out. Uh -huh. And there's that whole scene where they have yes. the Xbox Connect. The dots, yeah. And when I saw that in the trailer, I said that they've lost the franchise. I said they're now, doing now, silly, stupid shit now. Now, um, in part two... It was bad marketing I, to try and sell Xbox Connects. And I like me did, some Xbox. When did Xbox One come out? 2013, November. Okay, because I could have sworn I saw an Xbox One on the guy's mantelpiece in, in Poltergeist 2. I mean, in uh, Paranormal Activity too. Excuse me. Uh, at that time, it would have been a 360. Okay, I, I could have. It looked like an Xbox One. It must have just been like I mean, a big DVD player. It, it could have been a DVD player or a Blu-ray <laughs> player. Like, look, my look, my massive 50-inch screen. I'm like, oh. Yeah. yeah, when I saw when he said that, I'm like, <laughs> massive 50. I go 50, really? It's like I got like a four-inch bevel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ, dude. But, uh, but but again, like all that played into this kind of um, again, they really played on the the hatred of this upper middle um, class. Mm -hmm. Like with oh look, I got my big screen and here's my first man cave and uh, oh we have the pool and the saw. Like they just they just like doubled down on the whole thing with the first film was like right. oh this day trader has this big house. What the fuck's going on here? <sighs> so oh yeah, great. So here's the here's the fast food king and he's like got all this stupid shit and they, you know uh, the the pool thing they made a big deal about. It's really just it, it's a, there's supposed to be this undertone of hatred for these people just because, yeah, okay, you've got this big house and you can't decorate it. You got these light. Who leaves their fucking pool lights on all fucking night? Yeah. <laughs> what what dude? What 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 are you doing? Uh, yeah, and again, like oh, so your wife doesn't work. She stays at home all day, and you still have a fucking maid that cooks. Well, you know what? what? This is uh, take. It does take place during October of two thousand six when the real estate market and the mm -hmm. the economy was was booming 
and about to crash. Everyone was in complete excess. No one thought right. they could do any wrong. People were buying more than they should have. And then and two years later, the economy and the real estate market is in the shitter. And that's why I wonder, like, even with the sequel, like, there's a part of, from a from a filmmaking, from a screenwriter standpoint, there's a part of me that's like, okay, this has to be intentional. All right? Maybe, yeah. But how intentional was it because of the time period? I It, it just, it, there's, there's the, like a smidgen of doubt. And the weird, and again, I, I say it's the theme of the series, but if you look at it, you uh, they double down on it in the second one, and then they do it again in the third. But the third one, no, no, but the third one goes back to the 70s. That takes place back then. So, it, it, like the house and everything, and it, it, they don't really have that level with that film. Again, you haven't seen them. Uh, then I the haven't. fourth one, then then the fourth one goes back to this kind of setup. Right. The fifth one uh, goes to the the hood, as you say. The so hood, lightly. yo. Uh, then the sixth one goes back again. So really, after the first film, they only do the, this whole uh, nouveau riche. Uh, McMansion assholes every other film but so it's interesting that they do that but it's I still think it's the foundation of the series and but I, I question why except, yeah. ex- except from the, and my, my the reason I say that is because a lot of it I feel like has to do with again the unintentional setting of the first film I don't think it was fully intentional but after the first film came out and that was what the audience read what else are you going to do yeah. it's, it's interesting from a film theory standpoint i think it's interesting I, I may just be belaboring a stupid point i don't know should we talk about the actual plot of the film i mean it's, it's there's not much to go with i mean we can there, there well, isn't i mean as far as tying into the original movie the plot the film takes place like 60 to 90 days before it's like roughly a couple months before the events of the first film right and they do they talk about in the first movie they talk a little bit about uh and it ties into the second one that's the only reason why i'm bringing it up oh no no yeah they in the first film katie finds a picture which is on the screen right now actually a picture of her like sitting in uh, standing in the driveway in front of the yard or whatever it is and she finds it in the first film in the attic and it's all burned okay that's that's how she finds it now in the second film they show the picture being burned so it ties in that that happens kind of around exactly that time but what they talk about in the first film very briefly is this little time period when she was a little girl and then they elaborate on it in the second film saying that in, in the second film when these two girls were growing up their mother was going through all this crazy shit in the house and things like this, what is happening in this movie and in the first film, was happening when they were little girls and then eventually it stopped. Right. And uh, they allude to the fact that their mother went crazy, committed suicide, died, went to an asylum. Something happened to their mother and they said that, do you want to end up like mom? So stop doing this shit, stop talking about it and just forget about it. Mm-hmm. So they, they talk about that. Because the the wife the, the 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 wife in this film is sister with Katie the girl Katie from, from the first film that's right <clears throat> and she's um, she's married to this guy uh, with a daughter from a former marriage from the man um, uh, from the husband um, what's his name I, I see so you had oh, me surfing oh, the around hus- the so husband? I'm, on, I'm on 
I'm on the wrong paranormal activity because you had me looking at different release dates and shit. Yeah, the husband is um, <laughs> uh, Mike. His name is Mike. Yeah, Mike. Which is lame because the first character in the first film was Mike Mika. Mika, Mika and Mike. They're really stretching the fucking... Uh, yeah. What's yeah. happening, and, Mike? Yeah. And, and again, like my whole point of just like hating these people and like the, the, this nouveau riche thing, my wife, on it 100%. Wait, so they got a coffee machine there and a coffee machine over there? So like, what's what, that big one? It's like, oh, I think it's probably an espresso machine. It's like, it's huge. And like with the wicker and then <sighs> the, the the African stuff. And like, how come? And like say, right, so they got lights on every part of the house, but then when there's a dark noise in the dark, they don't turn the light on. And what the fuck? <laughs> it's just... Like she's calling him. It's like, yeah, they're, all this stuff's intentional. Um, uh, I'm sorry. His name is not Mike. His name is Daniel or Dan. Daniel. Yeah. It's, it's forgettable. I was, I, was, I was looking at a different person. Uh, um. So. So and then so, they have a, a young son, Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, and that's just another like, just like rich white. Let's name our kid Hunter. Name. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I was. My wife was half paying attention at a certain point. She looks up and sees Hunter on the door. It's like, what is that, the dog's name on the door? So like, no, that's the kid. It's like, oh, really, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> what, Chad was taken? <laughs> uh, Connor. Yeah, we were going with Connor. Connor, and then we decided to go with Hunter <laughs> instead. Uh uh, Troy, yeah, we thought Troy was just a little too upper, you know, upper class. So, a trip, trip, oh, fuck. I wish, I, I wish he trip, hit his head, and fall in the pool. <laughs> and his nickname Stump. That's right. Uh, um, so they they talk about uh, that as far as the second film about what was going on in the house when they were growing up, and they. They, they just kind of build on that in this film a little bit. And then it gets to the point in the film later now, where from- where the sister goes through an experience in the house with the poltergeist. And mm-hmm. she becomes catatonic, uh, very much like the sister in the first film. And it's like it kind of bookends because where the sister, she goes through this uh, catatonic phase where she's just kind of all fucked up. Mm-hmm. Then they do something in the film where she gets better, and then it moves directly onto the sister where it bookends into the first film. Right. Because then the sister comes over, and because it says three weeks later, and the yeah. sister comes over, Katie, and she's like, "Hey, how, how are things going on here? Any more weird stuff?" And the sister's like, "No, everything's great. There's no more problems. Everything's just great. It's like no issues." And because then the sister says, "Yeah, it's like I think there's some weird shit going on in my house." I even told Mika about it. And of course, if you get flashbacks of the first film, that's when he's a complete dick and doesn't mm-hmm. believe her and thinks that you know everything is her fault. Much like the husband in this movie. I told you not to leave the burner on. What the hell are you doing that for? You almost burned the house down. This and this and that. Talking yeah. about the pans. Uh, oh, I like the one, sh- uh, one scene where he's talking about the pans. They're hanging uh, from, the, from the ceiling or from the, the, the center island of the kitchen. And he's yeah. like, yeah, it... It, it fell twice, which means that you did it wrong twice. <laughs> it's like, wow. It's like, dude, you cunt. <laughs> dude, honestly, it's like, I, I can, uh, no offense, I, I, I just like flashed you and Mary having the exact same argument. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I saw myself off to the side. 
Hey, Joey, come on. <laughs> Give her a break. Come on. <laughs> are, are you telling me that I'm like one poltergeist away from a paranormal activity in my house? Not at all. Okay, I just thought that was like the one part where I was like, hey, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Um, I, I said no offense right off the bat. Trust yeah. Me. Um, I, I've been telling Danny. I've been telling my son that I go. You know, Daniel, when you say no offense, and then you say something offensive, <laughs> it doesn't discount uh, the offensive remark. I'm not a racist, but because <laughs> he's been doing that a lot lately, he'll go to Sebastian. He goes, "No offense, Sebastian, but what you did there was dumb." <laughs> it's like Danny. <laughs> it's like Danny. Just because you said no offense doesn't mean you just didn't offend him. Because then, and then he'll do it again later. You know, Sebastian, no offense, but that drawing that you made, that stinks. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like, dude, what are you doing? So I had to pull him to the side. I go, just li listen, dude. I go, when you say no offense and then you say something offensive, it's not going to go over so good. So maybe we should take it down a notch. Ugh. <laughs> uh. He's been That's doing funny. it more. He's been doing it more and more. So I've I've had to correct him, and he hasn't done it lately. So maybe it's sunk in. Because I <laughs> told him, great. I go, you can't do that in school because you, if you do that to a teacher, you, it's going to be a problem. If you do that, teacher, I'm getting a call. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. Come on, cut me some Yeah, because during a school year, oh, uh, dude, that hurts. It hurt yeah. me. It physically <laughs> hurts me now. <laughs> uh, during the school year, I'll get anywhere from eight to ten phone calls from the school. I uh, just want to let you know, uh, Danny, he um, you have a dick. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They'll be like, he 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 poked a girl in the arm, and he said that she wanted him to do it. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but look at she's wearing. She was asking for it. <laughs> so then I come to find out that they were poking each other in the arm, and he just did it a little harder, and she started to cry. So. It's just like, dude, she's a girl. It's like, just because she poked you really hard doesn't mean you can poke her back really hard. He goes, yeah, but she poked me really hard. I go, listen, one day you will understand what, I, what I'm telling you. So he's like, all right. And I'm like, jeez. <laughs> is it time to have the life's not really fair speech yet? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know all the stuff we talked about being fair? Yeah. That doesn't apply to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Welcome to the real world, kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> uh, now, so here's the thing I want to address with the sequel. Okay. And there's really not much. The, the plot is the same as the first film. It there's is really nothing to they speak pretty about. Much, they pretty much just rehashed a lot of the first movie. Exactly. With the jump scares, um, the door slamming, the, uh, you know, in your face kind of jump scares as well. Right. Moving back and forth to normal footage, you know, outdoors. It just, it, it's really the same movie, slightly different. Right. So what I want to touch on is, again, we were talking about um, the one thing Blair Witch kind of got away with because they were supposed to be filming a film. But then uh, at a certain point, technology wise, you got in this weird area of, OK, found footage. Why are they filming this shit? Constantly so, filming this stuff. Right. So part two tries to get away with it by introducing home security. Yeah. Good idea. Again, uh, my evil eye. Or I, or, um, my, my little eye. My little eye. I think two evil eyes. I keep, keep completing those two. That's okay. Um, it, it's an interesting idea. I, you know, it's, it's, they, so they start off with the home videos because of the baby and stuff. It's feasible. Go into the, oh, the demon, I mean, burglars wrecked the house. Let's get security cameras. Feasible. 
there's two flaws. Uh, three. I'm, I'm going to point out three parts of the film where that doesn't work. The the first basic one, which you're you're probably already thinking, is that we have security cameras up, but the film tries to play this thing where we're only going to see certain things because we're switching back and forth like security cameras. Right. How, yeah, right. Right. Like like oh the baby's floating like up the side of the crib. Flash to the front door where nothing's happening. Flash back. Now the kid's not in the crib anymore. That's great if we were if we were on a security camera system where it's only flashing the one thing. We know that's not the case with the setup. They never show us the setup, so they don't have to show us that that's not the case. But we all know that's not how these things work. All those cameras are running all the time. Yep. So if you were editing together a film based on found footage, you show us everything that's fucking happening. Yeah, you wouldn't have to do any fancy cuts or edits. There's a lot more footage to see. Right, you wouldn't be cutting away to these certain things. So it kind of eliminates the idea of, oh, this is just what was caught. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is what we're editing in the show. That That's one notch against the suspension of disbelief. We're, we're in a total agreement with that. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. All right. And there's then there's two specific parts. Now, again, they try to get away with the, the camera. All right, you have a teenage girl. She's going to be obsessed with using the camera, blah, blah, blah. You have the adults with the baby. They're going to be filming the baby. Uh, but there's, like, actually, there's three scenes where the camera comes into question. I'm going to go backwards uh, of of amusement. Okay. The last one Holly pointed out is when the do- when the two sisters are having a serious discussion. This is the part where she says, "You want to end up like your uh, like mom?" Right. You just you can't obsess on this stuff. And then Holly's like, "Why is she videotaping this?" Yeah. And this is like a serious moment between two sisters about their like like traumatized childhood. Why is she still fucking filming? And why hasn't the other person said, "Put down the fucking camera. This is serious." Right, and and, and the the uh, Katie refers to their mother as our mom instead of mom, right? Which, which is kind of weird to me. It's like you know, mom. She was going crazy. It's like our mom. It's almost well, like two strangers talking about someone else's mom, and which in in essence is happening in the scene because they're not related for real. It's, it's the screenwriter trying to remind the audience that they're sisters. Yeah. Because it's it's been established indirectly, but we have to make sure it's it's understood by those not paying attention. But even with yeah. that, the cho- the chosen no, no, style saying our mom instead of mom. Oh no no. The dial, I'm it just, yeah, I know I know what you mean. I'm explaining why they did it, but I'm not defending it. You are correct. It's awkward and doesn't work. It really is awkward. Yeah. The way yeah, that yeah. scene kind of plays out, and you're right with the like they're talking. A lot of the film, there's a lot. There's a few scenes where. Uh, it's like, why are you filming this at this moment? Can, yeah. can I mention the other two? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> Number two on my list, upwards, is is the the girl outside googling why his why her boyfriend wants to get laid. <laughs> and like, oh, let's film each other reading off a website. Right. Yeah. What the fuck's going on here? I. You know, I mean, like the like certain parts of the teenage girl, they did very well. Where she's like, "This is what happened to me just now," kind of like a YouTube tell-all kind of thing, right? And like like a diary thing. That's great. And like her like running around, like you know, bugging the maid with it. Hey, what were you doing back there with the whole cross thing? That works. That works for me. That scene with the boyfriend, like, oh, like the boyfriend was filming her, like, uh, like. Dude, it's daylight. You're not going to film her having sex. I don't know why you're playing with the fucking camera. Yeah. And I don't know why she's filming you read off the website. This is just fucking stupid. And number one. Number one. Do you want to beat me to this or 
Uh, let's see, number one. What would number one be? Number one would be the really fucking creepy thing of the father continuing to have private conversations where he's videotaping his teenage daughter. Oh, painting her know, nails. Yeah. Painting her fucking nails and then turning off the light and doing like a, yep. a, a Paris Hilton. Oh, look at the darkness uh, thing. It, all right. How fucking just... I, I, I like I asked I asked Holly said so you'd be cool if I took a video camera and like and like went in Lilith's room at night while she's painting her nails and started harassing her turning the lights off right and filming it right <laughs> she's like I'll stab you in the throat it's like thank you that's my point <laughs> that's my point and and it's 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 even worse because uh, like Lilith is not my blood right relative. this is his, this, this is, was this his, is blood. his actual daughter yeah because I, I even said oh it's a stepdaughter from a different marriage she's like no no. no. That's his daughter from, and she's the one with she's the, the stepmom. Like, oh, it's like, oh yeah, this is fucking worse. Yeah, <laughs> this is far worse. Yeah, and Every- his and his wife is kind of close, well, not close in age to his daughter. She plays like a sixteen-year-old, but in actuality, she's really like twenty-four years old. Yeah. And- <laughs> too close. Too close. Yeah. Uh, and you know, dad, there he's got some gray show, and it's like, dude, you're like forty. Your wife's well, probably the- like twenty-eight. And your daughter is like only ten years younger. Everything about and I, I, it's like I even had to fight it myself because I'm like, yeah, fuck this douchebag. It's like, dude, that's what the, that's what the screenwriters want you to think. You're falling into the trap. It's like dial it back, dude. This isn't this. Is, it, there's there's some really good manipulation of the audience going on in this film, and you have to give the screenwriters and the directors credit for it. And like it's like I said, I had the like that was fucking sandals, dude. I, I guarantee they did it on purpose. Dial it back. <laughs> Re- you know, remain passive. Don't don't feed into it. Yeah, and again, again, Hollywood occasionally. Yeah, what's with the African art? Thank you, dear, for for reminding <laughs> me. This is a tableau, and that is like, and they're 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 purposely pulling this response from us. We they want us to think he's a douchebag. That's the whole point of this. I, I get it now. Bring it back. Thanks for dialing me in. We're good. <laughs> it's like, you know, I had to remain objective. Um. Yeah, but and I find it. I was thinking about it, and it's interesting how different films throughout the years since this film, uh, because technology has changed. Now that you have, um, say, like um, End of Watch was it End of Watch with the with the uh, police officer chest cameras. Uh, yeah, and then it you was got end, end of Watch. End of Watch. That was Jake you. Gyllenhaal, then, right? Right, G- Gyllenhaal, and um, what's his name? Uh, who's got his own TV show with alien invasions now on one of the cable channels? Oh, does he? Is he the I one? Is he the, his partner? Was the dude in Ant Man and the Wasp? He plays the comic relief. A uh, dude, I only saw Ant Man once. I can't. You can't hold me to anything in that. <laughs> it's been a lot of stuff because we actually saw the trailer for this Netflix. I think it's a Netflix TV show. What Titans? Uh, about, what Titans? It's about an alien invasion, and he's oh, having like oh. these these psychic flashes, like he knows what's going to happen. And it's the same Hispanic actor, and she and Holly's like, yeah, I, I recognize this guy. So I do too. He's been in everything. I can't name anything off the top of my head. Oh yeah, that's uh, he, it's Michael Pena. He was in Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He when he was starting his acting career, he's been in everything. Yeah, th- they were. They were he's been per- typecast. He's been Hispanic, typecast. Which, well, yeah, and you and gangbangers <laughs> and shit like that. That's what he was. He was typecast as. He, he he's like the young man's. Uh, he's like the poor man's Lu, uh, Luis Guzman. Oh my God! Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's probably accurate. <laughs> <laughs> and I love me Luis Guzman. 
when, yeah. when we wrote the screenplay about the bad musician, uh, that being the bad comedian that hires the bad musician to be his rimshot guy. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we wrote Louise. I, when I wrote the screenplay, Louise Guzman in my head was the sidekick to the bad comedian. <laughs> he, was like, he was like his lawyer. <laughs> Louise Guzman's a great character actor. I just yeah. you can't fucking beat him. One of the unsung heroes of cinema. Yeah, it's uh, yep. He's definitely been typecast as Hispanic. I mean, he is Hispanic, so it's easy. But he was in, he was in Crash. Wasn't he? Wasn't he was. He, he, he was in Crash. He was the father in he Crash. Was the father. The little girl. Yes. Yeah. The, the one where she. Uh, uh, she Don't even say anything because yeah, he, has a scene. I think that's right. a good. I, I again a lot of sh- that film got a lot of shit for winning Oscars. That was a good fucking film. It was a really good fucking film. I'm I glad it won Best Picture that year. I didn't think it was going to. Uh, what was it up against that I thought was going to win, but it ended up. I forget. I thought something else was going to win. All I gotta say is, like, for all the people that kept keep defending Magnolia, just doesn't hold a fucking candle to crack. <laughs> See, no, I'm dead serious. I, again, I liked parts of Magnolia. I'm not shitting on the film as a whole, but the response it got was totally right. undeserved. It was Boogie Nights backlash. Everybody was afraid to admit that this guy, you know, had a swing and a miss after a, everybody loved him, uh, which is the opposite of what happened to fucking M. Night Shyamalan. Swing um, and a miss. Yeah. Uh, the movies that Crash was up against that year was Brokeback Mountain, which I thought was going to end up winning Best Picture. Was it? It was a good film. It was I a mean, good film, but I thought it was going to win because Ang Lee. I thought he was due. You know, I, I just really, really Ang Lee thought. Was due. Yeah, he's made some pretty good films that the. Due. Yeah. No, no. Scorsese. Scorsese's due. Leonardo, Di- Leonardo DiCaprio's due. I mean, Ang Lee wasn't due. He was like, listen, he did a you, good job. You, you can't, you can't throw Hulk in there as a reason why he yes, wasn't you, due. You really fucking can. <laughs> he wasn't over his head with that. Yeah, that's no, not his. In, that's nowhere near his wheelhouse. I, I don't care. He did it. Do I need to go over some Ang Lee movies to prove that he was due? Please do. Okay. I'm gonna have to do that now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Son of a bitch. Let's, let's, no, let's, let's, let's air this now. Let's prove me wrong. I, I'll apologize if I'm incorrect. Okay, let's I, I've see. I've done it before. Um, I'm out of tequila, so I'm drinking water now. Oh, so boy. So fucks up that. So, let's see. He did Sense and Sensibility. Oscars loved it. Oh, this is great. This is great. Amazing, amazing. Didn't get anything for it. Did The Ice Storm. Same thing. Oh, man, great film. This and this and that. Fantastic. It's wonderful, wonderful. Doesn't win anything. Hang on. Hang on, I gotta remind yeah. myself. I I don't think I've seen the Ice Storm. That's a good one. Um, I gotta go back and watch that. Christina Ricci's in that, right? And Woody Harrelson. Is Woody Harrelson in that one, or am I thinking of a different film? Sigourney Weaver, uh, Tobey Maguire. I don't see Woody Harrelson in it. All right, then maybe I'm thinking. You, of a you're different film. you're thinking of Money Train. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, uh, then he goes thing. and he does Ride with the Devil again. Another film that's revered and all that. And nothing. Ride with the Devil. Yeah. I don't even remember that. What is that? That one. Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. Civil War film. Scott. Yeah, Skeet Ulrich. Oh my God. I don't even remember this. Skeet. This, came, this was a film. Yeah. That's a war film. Fuck it. Yeah. Well. Uh, I don't care. Th- then he goes and he does Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Overrated. 
still a great film. Overrated. Okay. So he does Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You know what? Then you know why he me? does you know why? Hulk. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you, before you bypass Crouching Tiger, yeah. th- unlike like you and I, that was like mainstream America's first introduction to like wire work Hong Kong fantasy cinema. Yeah, and then they so, totally then ruined like, it. Oh, this is amazing. We're like seeing it. This is like a watered down version. Yeah, and then because the success of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon... Hollywood just jumps on it and just fucking goes ape shit. And wirework movies were like the thing for almost a decade. Yeah. And it's like, are we done with the wirework stuff? You're ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you're just taking it. You're just doing it too much. There's, there's no such thing as too much wirework. Yeah. And then he does Hulk, and Hollywood's like, ooh. <laughs> and every audiences are like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, ooh. Then he does Brokeback Mountain, and everyone's like, oh, he's back. Mm-hmm. So leading up until Brokeback, it was like he had made probably, I would say, at least three movies where Hollywood was just like, just jerking off in a corner thinking it was the I best thing I'll, ever. I'll give you one of those out of the three. Uh, so, but what I'm getting at is after Brokeback, you know, they went crazy for Life of Pi and they nominated it, but they were never going to give it Best Picture. Oh, no, 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 no. Wow, that movie's six years old already. Jesus Christ. I feel like we just reviewed that movie like a year or two ago. Yeah, right? I feel like I'm not even done watching it yet. <laughs> um, what uh, were the five films? Okay, so it was Brokeback Mountain, uh, Capote, Capote. Oh, I still have Capote. Yeah, it's Capote. Not Capote. It's Capote. 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 Uh, Capote. I did see Capote. Truman. I That's thought it was great. Truman. And I... That's Truman Capote. Truman Capote. Yeah, just, just all right. Yeah, I know that. You were saying it like it was like a, a, a like a food dish or something. I'm Capote. Just... Uh, I was joking when I said it. Anyway. Oh, I thought you were. I'm so, uh, well. That you know, it didn't come across. Sorry, my bad. It's fine. Uh, Capote, which I thought that Philip Seymour Hoffman did deserve that Oscar. That you year. know what? I still haven't seen it. No, he's really good in it. It's on really, my list. Really it's on my it. list. I, you know, um, it's and... embarrassing too because I, you know, like, like how how old is that film? Uh, it's got to be 10 years old. I'll get around to it. How, how embarrassing is that? Oh, my God. It's older than that. It's 13 years old. Oh, someday I'll watch it. Uh, Munich. And... and Good Night and Good Luck, which was the other film that they thought might have won picture, Best Picture over Brokeback Mountain. That I did watch. I feel like it was overrated. I feel like the, one of the few... Re- I, you know, it's one of those films that was like, ooh, it's in black and white. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, and that was uh, written and directed. I liked it. Written and directed by George Clooney. Yeah, right. That so. was like part of the attraction too. Is like, oh, George Clooney wrote and directed, and it's it's a serious film. And this, yeah, it it wasn't bad. It was good. No, it was good. Was it? What did it deserve? Best picture? No. I really don't think. No, no. I don't think so. Uh, I was going. I it, I think if I could go back and look at what I picked that year, I know I picked Brokeback Mountain. Uh, I probably I, did too. But I know I wanted Crash to win, so I was pleasantly surprised when it did. I don't think I saw Crash until after the Oscars, to be honest. I don't remember. Oh, were you I sure? Because uh, we... I don't remember. I don't know. Because... Did we watch the Oscars together? I think we were at my house. Was that the first one that we did? No. Well, no. It wasn't for the show because it was in 2005 or six. Okay. Yeah. When the Oscars... We hadn't even done the podcast. We were like three years away from even doing this podcast. 
So but no. We we were going to each other's houses to watch the show, uh, watch right. the Oscars, and either I texted you or we were watching it together. I don't remember. I want to say I texted you about it. It was like, holy shit, Crash One. It's great. I'm happy. I don't remember. It was either that or an email. So. Um. So, but but yeah. So with Paranormal Activity. Um. Where where was I? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, the camera stuff. Yeah. I say like throughout the years, I mean, uh, uh, GoPros and then you have films like, uh, nightlight, um, where, oh, yeah, the, like, uh, the, not the nightlight at the uh, night vision, night vision where, where instead of like cameras, it was like you were looking through the flashlights. It, I still count it as found footage, even though it's not cause it's in the same spirit of that, you know, the whole idea of being a captured you know, frame. Oh, right. Like, like a stat, you know, a shot, a controlled shot. You know, the can the camera is a physical object in the scene. It's not free floating. Um, uh, films like that going forward have tried to expand and work on that whole on feasibility or even that, that one. Um, I forget the one I watched where the guy puts the camera in his fake eyeball. Oh, it's a VHS viral. No, no. There's a film after that with aliens. We talked. I talked about it briefly. It's a shitty ending. Um, really? But they got it. Yeah, and they. But they, like he does that, bec- and like there's. It's supposed to be him. Uh, I don't know what the goal was on it, but it's like it's supposed to be like a like a, a gag. But then aliens attack. Huh. Um, yeah, it, it's it's taken from the. It, it's it's obviously lifted from the VHS film, uh, or or at least the, the idea, the concept of it was. Okay. Um, so so like. It's interesting, unless you're dealing with filmmakers who end up getting caught up in a storyline, which goes back as far as Man Bites Dog or uh, one of the cannibal films back in the 70s. I forget which one. Most of them really had to do with filmmakers. Um, you, you had this problem when you were dealing with non-filmmaker people. Why would they still be filming? So this film was like a perfect example of that in-between space where we're still trying to figure it out. The technology hasn't caught up yet. we got an angle, but it's not really believable. Right. When they go back to the 70s in part three, which you should see, <laughs> they by going back to the 70s with limited technology, yeah. they solve a lot of the problems, including the whole idea, again, like in this one, where, they, where they're cutting from camera to camera, but we know that in reality, all those cameras are recording nonstop, so they'd have all the footage. You go back to the 70s, where the guy's hooking up like an old camcorder on top of a, a rotating, oscillating fan base to do a... And now you you've eliminated you've eliminated technology, and in doing so, have bypassed that problem. It's interesting, it, it really. You'll like the third one. I I, st- I still All say right. it's the best. I'll have except, to check it out. My wife won't last... watch. My wife won't watch any of these. <laughs> as long as she doesn't watch Good Night Mommy, you're fine. I think she would have an easier time with Good Night Mommy. She is no. just horrified no. of these Dude. paranormal activity movies. You've seen Good Night Mommy, right? Oh yeah. We reviewed yeah. it. Of course, I saw yeah. it, dude. She's not getting no. Not I, until the kids are older. I'm telling you, no. I'm telling you, I I don't know. No she, one that takes no no one in Mary's defense. No, I mean, uh, opposite of Mary's defense. Just look, no one that takes um, uh, dirty dancing that seriously <laughs> is gonna handle Goodnight Mommy until the kids are older than that. I'm. Just, Not a a knock against her. Please don't make this mistake. uh, You're going to lose a lot of fucking sleep 
well, I'll tell you what. Um, if if she wants to watch it, how am I going to stop her from watching it? You're, I'm just warning you ahead of time. If she does, okay. you're going to have to. You're going to be dealing with repercussions because that did, film we, is going to fucking scar her. We did watch. Uh, we watched a Quiet Place last night. I still haven't seen that. I have it. It's a great. It. it is a great fucking movie. Really? And cool. John Krasinski, the who's the lead actor in the film, he wrote and directed it. He was he's the guy from the American office. He plays the love interest for Pam. Um, okay. He also he's also the new Jack Ryan. Um <laughs> and he's 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 been in he's been acting in stuff since uh the office is done. But um he's tur- he made a really good movie. And it's it's interesting that him and Jordan Peele, these two comedic actors, have made two of the best horror slash thriller slash you know uh, uh, even drama in a lot of spots type movies of 2018. Now uh, it's going to sound ignorant. Refresh my memory. 2017 and 2018. The guy that made the Quiet Space. Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. Quiet Place. What, what? What is he as far as a comedic actor? He's been, well, he's not a, a stand-up comic, but he's been in shows and movies that were funny. Give me, give me something where I recognize who we're talking about. He's in The Office, the American version of The Office. Who is he in that? He plays Jim in The American Office. I he's, don't watch it, so the name doesn't help me. Is it, he's the lead character. He's like uh, he's up. one of the lead characters. Here. Um, is he the blonde, goofy one, or is he like the romantic interest? He's the, the guy? romantic interest. That guy. All right, now I know what you're talking about. All right, good. All right. I'm clear now. Thanks. But what else has he been in that you would Don't know. recognize? I know I'm... he was in. Uh, he's in the the new Jack Ryan. He was in the Michael Bay film. Um, what was it? Thirteen Soldiers or something like that. Oh, that's the the horse people. No. The horse. The horse riders. No. What? No. No the horse riders. No. Okay. He's uh, sure? Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, which I believe is a Netflix series. <laughs> I saw commercials for that. Oh, I'm sorry. Thirteen hours, not thirteen soldiers. Oh, thirteen hours. That's the uh, yeah, that's thir- the Benghazi thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, the twelve. It's the twelve horsemen or whatever. That's the one I'm thinking of. The the one that came out this past summer. Yeah. Or the the the, the Iraqi horse military whatever. War films. I don't care. Yeah, he was in Leatherheads with George Clooney. He played one of the football guys. Yeah, you know what? I never saw that. I didn't. I, s- I haven't either. But it looks funny. I, you know, I just football. It's the reason I never really watched um, that baseball film. Oh right, um, yeah. Bill Durham. Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Yeah, with yeah, uh, I, Kevin Costner like, oh, and Tim. Yeah. I've heard nothing but great things about it. It's like, yeah, it's baseball. Susan Sarandon is, is a romantic, uh, is a sexy romantic character. I'm not in. I, I honestly, I, I, I hate. I honestly, I don't like talking like this. But yeah. I, I, to this day, I still don't understand Susan Sarandon as a sexy uh, actress. I, Whenever she plays like a, like a sexually uh, attractive character, like I, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm not saying she's ugly. I'm just no, saying no, no. Like, she's not unattractive, but I understand no, what you're saying. Yeah, I not, think it goes all the way back to Rocky Horror, and that's just where it comes from. I like her in that. I'm not again. I'm not saying she's you know, unattractive. I'm not saying, but when when you're like, oh, and this is the female that everybody's going after. I say, like, yeah, I don't see it. 
<laughs> uh, but he's been in, in, in funny things, uh, like uh, a lot of romantic comedies, like for your consideration, not for your consideration, The Holiday. Um, he, no. was, he was in um, License to Wed. I'd be surprised if I saw any of these romantic comedies. No, no, no. Dream Girls. No. So it's complicated. Something no. borrowed. No. Uh, nobody walks. Big no. miracle. Promised land. No. no. So it's like romantic comedy type stuff. <laughs> uh, he's now doing more serious stuff, and he's now writing and directing, and he does a film like A Quiet Place. You know for a fact that they're just tripping over themselves to give him his next project. Cool. You know, minimal minimalism, uh, minimalist dialogue, very hard to do. Dude, Not insanely even hard to do, and fucking nails it. Yeah, you you I mean, think it would be boring that the film is practically a silent film, but there is enough ambient noise, and the way it's done with the silence, is it's really done flawlessly. I, it's I've, really I done anything. well. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's on my list. I've got it. I just haven't gotten around to it, but I do want to watch that. And I want to watch it at night with all the lights off and really immerse into it. And uh, Yeah, get the, get your sound going and watch it hmm? Watch it with oh, as I, little, little light dude, as possible. I, I got the surround set up the, like, uh, the last time Holly was away for a couple your, days. your sound bar taken care of? Yeah, that's been taken care of. And the, the great room has this uh, surround sound hardwired into the walls. Nice. So... I don't know if I mentioned this last time. I'm home alone, and I'm like, all right, I want to put something on where I can just like crank up the music, crank up the uh, volume, and just really enjoy a scene from the film. Guess which film I put on? Well, um, this is almost a cinematic confession. Oh, almost. You did you you okay? This isn't a surprise because you actually admitted to this oh, last week. Did I? Yeah, you put on uh, Battleship. Yeah, the last yeah. twenty minutes. Yeah, or, with the, we want to borrow your Battleship. And, and, you know, hit, hit, oh, yeah, ACDC's uh, Razor's yeah. Edge uh, song from Razor's Edge. Um, um, oh, what the hell? Thunderstruck. 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 Yeah, it's like just, I could play the last twenty minutes of that film over and over again. I'm sorry, that's <laughs> it's a shitty film. It's a god off. We yeah. reviewed it. It's a fucking horrible movie. You're gonna Dude. die. I'm gonna die. <laughs> We're all gonna die, but not today. <laughs> do the burrito. Do the do the burrito for me, dude. Burrito her. <laughs> I can again, get you your again, burrito. <laughs> you to do it twice. You got to do the higher pitch oh. on the second one. Burrito her. There you go. <laughs> God, how'd you do? Just, how'd you get me I to just, do Taylor Kitsch? I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I know, but you do it. I need you to do that for my phone, <laughs> for my like my my text message alert. Burrito her. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Give me five minutes. I will get you that burrito. First item on the list is beans. Sean <laughs> hey, Philip Hines Esquire said it best. That guy's just fucking cursed. <laughs> <laughs> like every big budget film he gets into and they fucking flop. Well, I said that. I don't. I didn't know Sean said it too. I no. He, I've, he I've said. I've it. said it on this show. Uh, that, he, he posted on Facebook like like before we even reviewed Battleship. Yeah, I think because he's I, been cursed all the way back from John from Mars. Well, Battleship was before that, wasn't it? No, it was after. Was it? Yeah, dude. If you look at Taylor okay. Kitsch's uh, 
But you did like like I think you did, didn't you do savages too, and that didn't do well. That wasn't going to do well. Uh, yeah, but I know, <laughs> it, it, it but, just but wasn't I, going to do well. No, obviously. But uh, let's see, Taylor Kitsch. He was in. Uh, he was in snakes on a plane. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, but they were giving him these like two, three hundred million dollar movies, and he was in X Men Origins Wolverine, which was terrible. Well, not terrible, but it wasn't good, and it didn't make the money that it was supposed to make. But he was in uh, Friday Night Lights. That was where he became famous. So then they give him John Carter. John Carter from Mars. And Which, it's like a three hundred plus million dollar film, and I again I liked a lot more than I thought it was. We yes. reviewed that on the show too, and I remember like, dude, I enjoyed this. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't great, but you know. <laughs> yeah, so that that comes out in two thousand and twelve, bombs, for for a three hundred plus million dollar film, absolutely bombs. Then, Battleship also in two thousand and twelve. Another movie that's $200, $250 million. Bombs. Here, 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 here's my big problem with John Carter, the movie John Carter. Yeah. The rationale behind not calling it John Carter for Mars was, well, this is his origin story, so he's not John Carter for Mars yet. He's just John Carter. The reasoning, the, the real reason behind that was, we call this John Carter so we can call the sequel John Carter for Mars. Bad move. Yeah, because and because I don't, I don't think, think the name change would have had the film make more money, but it's still a bad move. I, honestly, I think it would have helped a little bit because it would have set the tone. Because just calling the film John Carter, but if you call it John Carter of Mars, then at least like you know going into the title what this is about. Now, didn't all of the wasn't that a last minute name change? Wasn't all I, the promotional stuff, posters and. Uh, advertising wasn't up until a certain point John Carter from Mars or John Carter of Mars I don't know because my brain automatically fills in of Mars so I can't trust my recollection of that I hear Joey typing yeah because John Carter John Carter of Mars I and I want to just look up some images because I could swear that they had some posters that had that yeah here we go John Carter of Mars the story that inspired a hundred years of film. <laughs> Dude, I, I got sidetracked because I because I had IMDb open on my screen. So Dolph Lundgren, Patrick Wilson, and Willem Dafoe are in the Aquaman movie. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know what to think of that. You know what trail? You know what trailer I saw, and I fucking loved. What? Shazam. Have you seen oh, the trailers? Have out? you seen the Shazam trailer yet? I'm I'm behind on trailers. I need to spend like an hour watching trailers on Holy, YouTube. It, a lot. it looks like like it. You remember when Guardians of the Galaxy trailer came out and you watch it and you're like, shit, that looks like it's just going to be a fun fucking movie. Uh huh. That's what Shazam looks like. It looks like really? it's going to be a fun movie. Hmm. Can can we touch very briefly on the whole James Gunn thing that just happened? We can. It's related. Uh, Where are we with serious? the show? Well, we're almost an hour and a half in, so oh, we could we do, we, wrap up. No, we could talk James Gunn, and then we can end the well, show. Let's just mention briefly. I, I think it's bullshit, but on the other hand, 
you're dealing with Disney, so don't yeah. be surprised if if you have one skeleton in the closet, they're going to drop you like a hot rock. The problem you is, know? James Gunn is directing the fuck out of those Guardians films. To bring yeah. someone new in, financially, even, even if they follow the formula, they might not... Here's the thing. The uh, audiences are pricks. Okay? Yeah. Uh, critics are pricks. Right. Because what they're going to do is they're going to compare this the third Guardians film to the first and the second film. The first film was excellent. The second film was very good. Not as good as the mm. first, but still very good. They're going to look at that third film, and they're probably going to pan it. And they're going to do it for two reasons. They're going to do it, one, James Gunn didn't direct it. And they're going to say, well, if James Gunn did direct it, all of this would have been done better. Yeah. And two, it's going to be an easy one to pan because James Gunn was fired and there's a new director and there's a new screenwriter. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be an easy movie. So, yeah. you know, unless they get like a Joss Whedon to come in and direct it, which I don't even think he's available, they probably are going to shit all over the third film or they're going to say the weakest of the three. I, I just, I'm predicting it now. Hey, you know, let's put it this way. James Gunn has proven himself he's not going to have any trouble finding work. No, but I don't think he's going he to He doesn't be... lose. No, it, I... It sucks for him. I'm I think, not... I think it's yeah. going to... I think no one's going to touch him for, as a director for probably yeah, a year. Yeah, they will. No, no, no. I don't think so. I don't think he's no, working yeah. on his next project for at least a year. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah they will. Because there, there's a difference between Disney having to kowtow to every fucking idiot that says, oh, look, he had a tweet from 10 years ago where he made a joke about pedophilia, and ooh, isn't that bad? It's Disney. Disney has, like, this higher standard that they have to supposedly stand up to, and they're always going to end up fucking shooting did, themselves Did in you the see that, that Pat Oswalt uh, posted, he tweeted about it? And the guy that actually ended up getting James Gunn fired, I don't even remember who the fuck is, what his name He's is. He's some conservative cockknocker. Yes. Yeah. And Patton Oswalt retweeted one of his tweets, and Patton Oswalt said, listen, this is one of the less, this is like the least gross tweet that this guy has ever tweeted. And mm-hmm. he talked about how uh, rape, uh, how date rape isn't really rape, or so- something along those lines. The conservative guy. Oh, no, yes. yeah, he's, yeah, complete, it's, it's, it's. Yeah, we can. That's a whole political thing we get into. How like they're 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 the the these these right wing monsters, uh, and again, not right wing people are monsters, but these these individual monsters who are on the right are just they cherry pick a couple of tweets from like for, from comedians because they were like edgy comedy and say, oh look, he's he's pro pedophilia. It's like, dude, you first of all, you have no sense of humor. You don't get it. Two, yeah, it was edgy humor. Three, it was twenty years ago, like fifteen years ago, when he apologized. Uh, for it because you know now he's an adult <laughs> yeah you know? and, and it's just it's it's ludicrous on the, the on the nth degree but um what i really just feel like is that disney uh disney's not gonna lose no matter what happens they no. could have not fired him and they wouldn't have been, they would have been fine Go- guardians 3 is gonna make a shit ton of money no matter who writes and directs it well no but here's my point here's my point disney's not gonna lose James Gunn, long term, is not going to lose because he put himself, and this is not going to black. He, he, um, this isn't like uh, um, C.K. Lewis, like oh yeah, uh, sexual assault stuff. 
his career's not over. James Gunn is Lewis. Be fine. You mean Louis C.K.? Yeah, same guy, same thing. <laughs> sure, um, sure it is. Shut up! Shut up! Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm like C.K. No, Lewis. Is this like some 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 actor or, or comedian that wrote, I that I don't know? He's the I've guy never... who wrote the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, right? <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> I got C.S. Lewis. I got my, yeah. mind, my mind. That's, 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 car, that's fine. But that's fine. my point is that the only people that are losing because of this whole bullshit is the people that just want to see the good film. Oh, yeah. And whoever, they, like you said, whoever they bring in, it's not going to be the same. And it's just going to suck Yeah, because of that. Unless they follow the exact same formula, which James Gunn, he follows his formula, but he—it's his style. So even mm-hmm. if it's a if it's similar formula, it works. The first film and the second film are different enough, even though he follows the same formula, that you get an enjoyable second film. Dude, he did—he did Slither. <laughs> he had me at Slither. Man, that's fucked up. <laughs> I love that fucking movie. That's a great fuck. Watch- that's a great movie. That, that is one of like the best. Like uh, post eighties eighties horror films, period. Uh, yeah, uh, he he, uh, it was a throwback to like the eighties horror films. Um, that I mean, really, if if you just, there's like a handful of films in in like two thousand yeah. on, and that was in two thousand, right? That, not, <laughs> that's some fucked uh, up shit right there. <laughs> Slither is uh, two thousand six. Yes, yep. post two thousand. It's one of the, I, I, a handful of post two thousand films that capture the true spirit, and 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 just like uh, just fun of eighties horror cinema, and it just it's a fucking perfect film. Yeah, and and I can guarantee yeah. you that nobody on set, uh, nobody in the production area, like nobody wants even Disney doesn't want James Gunn fired, but they no. did it because they had to they didn't even no they didn't have to no because enough enough attention was brought to it that they would catch some shit if they didn't it's and uh, even for disney disney is would rather fire him than to even have the smallest possibility of catching shit the problem with disney is that there are parents to five-year-olds out there who need to be fucking slapped well yeah and and that's all it comes down to. The problem is that Disney still has to answer to these these insane parents groups, like the people that that. Uh, oh yeah, uh, before we finish, I know we're running late. Yep. Um, since we're talking about these insane parents groups for paranormal activity too, we have to go to the. Uh, um. Where is it? What? Ah. User ratings? No. Parent, parents guide. Yeah, I'm trying to find the parents guide. It's not under more. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, parents guide. It's under plot keywords. It's under storyline. I don't know why it's there. Oh. Uh, sex and nudity. There's like eight entries here. There's no fucking sense in sex and nudity. Christy and Daniel, Daniel hug and kiss in a few scenes. Ugh. Allie wears a bikini that reveals cleavage and her bare abdomen while swimming. I fucking hate everyone. These are the people that got James Gunn fired. Fuck. These people are the reason James Gunn fired. Not because of the tweet, not because of this asshole, because of these fucking psychos that feel the need to point out that her, you can see her belly button. You can see her navel. This is, you know, be warned, parents. Yeah, 
it says it actually says which reveal cleavage bare shoulders bare shoulders like why the fuck would you care about seeing someone's shoulders and Christy backs tells, Christy tells Allie she should be careful with her boyfriend and refers to him as touchy touchy handsy handsy <laughs> violence and gore severe really Daniel's neck is snapped we hear okay. Well, you know, what? I, I was I, I've read that there's an there's an alternate ending where she snaps the baby's neck in the crib. Oh God, really? And and I want to see that ending. <laughs> well, there are some scenes that some because uh, the slideshow is going. There are some slides that are in that I have that aren't in the movie. Oh yeah, that's a, like there's I mean, like one slide is of her and the baby walking out the door together, hand in hand, and that's not in the movie. <laughs> under violence and gore daniel moves from a completely daniel moves through a completely dark house bumping into things and cursing yeah <laughs> well that's that's like every night at my house what the fuck are you talking about we hear <laughs> we hear hunter cry in several scenes a large piece of furniture is thrown <laughs> people people this see this is what happens when you don't have any scope yeah when you there's just like no wow <laughs> oh all right again violence and gore is the category a door swings open by itself that is neither violent nor gory no nope this 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 whole section is ridiculously long we hear odd noises coming from the baby monitor again that's neither violent nor nor gory hunter wakes up screaming in several scenes a baby woke up screaming. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, Daniel yells at Allie. Well, all right. Well, you know, domestic violence, maybe. But, you know, he didn't really, he didn't call her any bad words or anything. We read this, that Mika was killed. <laughs> oh, this is what we understand that Allie's mother has died. So if your child can actually understand death, you may not. Uh, Daniel says that he cannot get Christy out of bed, and something is wrong with her. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Profanity. Twenty-two. About twenty-two f words. They lost count. Ten sexual references. I guess touchy, touchy, handsy, handsy falls in there. <laughs> Ten, Ten scatological terms. <laughs> too mild. I think what he calls the turd an enchilada. <laughs> One anatomical term. I'm assuming that's pussy. Yeah. Uh, one mild obscenities. Why is it plural? Nine yeah, right. religious ex nine religious exclamations. Oh. Name calling. That. There's a section for name calling. Weird, Weird. insane, <laughs> tool, and creepy. Okay, so in all of these things, no one sex and nudity. You know what I'm not seeing in sex and nudity. What's that? Father, father videotapes his older daughter doing her nails in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> How come the one part that creeped me out, they're okay with? Alcohol, well, you know, drugs, and smoking. We you see. You know it. that's a father's. You know that's a father's right, really, to oh, videotape his daughter, teenage daughter, doing her. You nails. know what's even creepier than that? These uh, father-daughter uh, promise rings, uh, well, that, where they have like the okay promise promise dances, where it's like yeah. she promises not to have sex until she's married. Right. So that's why they're okay with the father videotaping his daughter doing her nails in the dark in her bedroom. It's fucking creepy. Yeah, no, that's that's where it's, it's there's yeah. 
We see a carton. This is for alcohol, drugs, and smoking. We see a carton with a beer logo on it. No, no, no. No, cartoon oh, with a ca beer oh, logo carton, on it. Oh, carton. Cartoon. Yeah. Uh, Daniel no. holds a beer bottle. We do not see him drink from it. So how do you know it's not just a bottle of root beer? I, I guess they could have seen the label. I don't Maybe know. Maybe they saw the label. Allie tells her stepmother not to get too wasted. Foy. Are we done? I want to stop reading this shit because I'm getting well, more and more aggravated. Loud and unexpected bangs and noises throughout the movie. <laughs> or the dryer could be on the tilt. Could be. Oh, they even they reference Blair Witch in this. Where? Oh, uh, there it is. I see it. Yeah, Daniel tries to get the spirit out of Christy by putting a wooden cross with oil on her. But when, she, when he does, she snaps at him and the lights turn out. She then disappears and so does the baby. He goes downstairs to the basement with the camera and it's a Blair Witch basement-like scene. Except the characters survive it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck you people. <laughs> oh, I hope your kid becomes a goth. <laughs> well, maybe. <sighs> and I, honestly, I don't think it's that, that bad of a thing. You know? No, it's fine. And to get in touch with their inner self. I, I think it's okay. All right, let's end this shit. I'm done. Um, what do you want to rate this? Oh, God, and I have to give you your movie challenge. Quickly, rate. Uh, what do we got here? This film currently sits, I think it sits a little high. 5.7. Oh, okay. I thought it was like uh, over 6. Much like uh, last week, I can go five on this i think it's well, average last week, last week i thought we went six didn't we uh we did not go six for my little eye i'll be out in a minute okay my wife says hello joey hello and she, she's having trouble getting the app I, I, the app's fine on my phone she got a new phone so it's her problem oh, i don't know what her problem no the app is seems to be fine yeah i don't, I don't know I'll, I'm, I'll have to double check it on my on the site that, she's telling me to tell you I'm the one that deals with the app so I don't know what, what you know <laughs> I know she, I, de I know I designed a lot of the app rightfully she assumes you're doing everything <laughs> which is which is 90 95 percent true so uh, I yes. can't falter for that um, um no we gave my little eye a five we gave we gave it an average score I, I wasn't comfortable giving it a four just because I thought it did break some, a little bit of ground, yeah. even though it, it did. It was like a, it was like one step forward, two steps back. Kind yeah, of thing. I, I think this isn't mm -hmm. a, this isn't uh, as bad as a four would would give it. I think I think uh, I, I well, I wouldn't I, I, I wouldn't I, go lower than a four. I'll tell you that much. Honestly, I agree with you because I think there's there's further episodes. Again, when you compare it to the entire series. So yeah, like like the first one, I would give I wouldn't give a five. I would give a six or a, you know I would give a six. I think I don't think I'm comfortable giving the first one a seven. I I, I forget what we gave it. I couldn't give um, it a seven. Yeah, but I, but I I think I think I'm with you. I would have to go five on this one because future future um, entries into this series uh, definitely are a four or a three. Okay. Um. So all right, we'll go five. Five is five is good. <clears throat> Let me sign in. I'm already fucking signed in. Fuck you. How are um, my kids still awake? They should be in bed like an hour ago. Yeah, they don't. That's not what they do. That's not how it works. You know that, right? Jesus Christ! I hear my wife yelling at them. So obviously, they should have been in bed a while ago. Uh oh, that's not a good sign. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, well, let's wrap this up then. All right. Well, I got to give you your your movie challenge. Oh yeah. So um, the connection is Martine. Okay. 
The and actress or the or character? The character. Okay. Because as I'm watching the movie, I'm only thinking one thing. And I'm only thinking one thing. And it's the Spanish lady from a movie. Okay? And she has one scene and it lasts like 20, 30 seconds. And that's it. And that's the only connection. Oh. Okay? So she's on a street corner. Okay? The characters in the film are walking towards this street corner. And she's on the street corner. She's holding a basket full of flowers. And oh, she no. Quick change. It is quick change. Really? <laughs> and she's saying, yeah. uh, Los Flores, Los Flores, Meritos, Los Meritos, Meritos. <laughs> and, and And, and <laughs> um, Randy Quaid is like, man, he's all fucked up at that point. He's like, what does that mean? And Bill Murray's like, I, I, I don't know. He goes, that street corner must be real tough. To She must have fought <laughs> for that street corner. And and Gina Davis is like, you know what that means. It means flowers for the dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just thinking, this woman reminds me of Martine, but like just a little bit more. Just a little, like, this is Martine after Paranormal Activity 2. <laughs> Selling the flowers on a quarter. Los Muertos. <sighs> So it's it's one of those films that I think is not going to be easy to review because we both love the movie, but it's the I, but it's the only thing I was thinking whenever Martine was on the screen. Uh, you know, I, I'm actually interested in doing this because I've read the book the film's based on too. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, and he's actually the, uh, it's Jay Cronley, I want to say. And he's also he also wrote the book that Let It Ride was based on another oh, film that we both like. I fucking love Let It Ride. I was just yes. thinking yesterday that how is there no Blu-ray of that film yet? I how do yeah. I only own a DVD? How is that possible? So it, it'll be interesting for us to do. Uh, I'll have to go back through the book and find a couple of highlights because I, I like doing uh, reviews where we compare the literary. Uh, origins to the literary adaptation. I, I, yeah. I'm a fan of that myself, being a literary. And, um, and if I have time, uh, maybe I'll, I'll pull some clips. Uh, pull some clips from Quick Change. Cool, and I'll definitely do help you with the uh, slideshow on this one. If you if you want. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like the last two films we've done is like, yeah, whatever. Just pull some slides. This is like, you know, there's, there's nothing really interesting in this film. Quick Change got has interesting, you know, visuals. Yeah. Well, Some. you have until the day we record next Thursday. That's when I actually uh, put, actually create the slideshow is Thursday. So I get, I get all I get all the slides together and then I make them Thursday. Probably, I don't know, in the morning before we actually do the show to, uh, in the evening. So, mm -hmm. so anyway, all right, let's end the show. Let's do this. Uh, again, thank you, as always, for joining us here at Movie Sucktastic. Live every Thursday at 8 o'clock. We are back on track with live streaming. We are now streaming from YouTube. If you go to YouTube.com slash Movie Sucktastic, you will go right to our page. And you could live stream, or live stream, you could watch the live stream there. Or you can go directly to our website. Because that is now on our website, uh, the YouTube page. You can watch the stream live there as well. You can listen to the show there. Uh, or you can download the show and listen to it later. Um, you can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. You can uh, see what we post, everything that interests us, from trailers to when we go live to just, you know, anything. 
uh, entertainment related goes to the Facebook. You can go to iTunes and you can download the show or listen to it right there as well. You can go and give us email. You can send us email and the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. If you'd rather leave us voicemail, we will play that on the show if you do. That number is 908-514-4470. You can download the free Android app for your Android device, phone, tablet, whatever you're using Android-wise. And you can pretty much get everything I just said in the palm of your hand or in your tablet. That's how I listen to the show in my car. I use uh, my Bluetooth feature. It's awesome. I listened to uh, one of our podcasts today that way. It was fantastic. It's really easy, and it's 100% free. Do you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? Uh, no. No. <laughs> what have I got from Paranormal Activity Don't too? be what a dick I... to your wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't be a I, dick. I got... I, don't be a dick. Yeah, your pool uh, cleaner uh, is not jumping out of the water by itself, dick. And, and Mika deserved the die. Oh, jeez. That's not true. <laughs> What? Too soon? No. No, it's just the right time. Okay. (laughs) All right, everybody. (laughs) We will talk to you later. That's not supposed to be on the screen. Everyone's looking at... Here, I'll put it back. Yeah, that's my... uh, That's my soundboard. (laughs) You're not supposed to see it. Don't break the fourth wall. Yeah, it's broken. It's totally broken. (sighs) Oh, there's uh, Katie's cleavage. There you go. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I didn't notice it. <laughs> I don't know how. Uh anyway, uh we'll talk to you next week. Bye, Bye. everybody. <laughs>